0: Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Lorelei librizzi I'm Brian Dawes.
1: And I'm Chris Delano and I'm hyped. I'm hyped up. Got a lot of, got a lot of hypening. Uh
0: it's a, kind, of a, a of, a a kind yep. of a waste of hype has happened. Kind of a waste of hype because we had no news since our last episode.
1: Absolutely none. That's not true. Things have been that's happening. Not true? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um That's the I think that's actually the whole episode today is is just I- news.
0: Uh, talk some set up fr- So the plan is today. Talk about the oodles of announcements we have. <laughs> uh, and then uh, in the second part, talk about um, uh, some Eldraine things, but the past Eldraine things. So uh, a little mini Eldraine primer, if you were not around for the last time we were on this world, just to catch you up with what happened uh, very briefly uh, in that story, how the world is set up uh, and kind of where we're entering the uh, Wilds of Eldraine story, uh, which is a good thing to know, because the Wilds of Eldraine story is currently being published uh, by, well, by, published by Wizards, written uh, again by K. Arsenal Rivera, um, and it's good. I like it. It's fun. Yeah. I like Kellen. He's a good boy. There's
1: spider women and, and geese.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. but no, not too many spoilers for the folks who haven't read it yet. Uh, you can go read that on the mothership. Uh, there are also audio versions on YouTube on the Wizards YouTube, which is, uh, I think they kind of sort of started with marks on the machine. They did like, I think audio previews, um, but uh, for wilds of Eldraine, uh, they are just doing audio versions of, of the stories. So that's very cool if you are a listener and not a reader. Um, That is just a thing being provided. Um, But the big thing is that uh, at Gen Con, the official Magic 30th birthday weekend, uh, we got the biggest announcement day ever, where instead of just learning about things from next year, we learned about things going all the way to the middle of 2026. With the caveat that the stuff in 2025 and 2026 is like, loose and we didn't even get set names eventually they are they're concepts like there's i i think zip lining like is not even in concepting phases yet
1: yeah i think when uh when they were announcing it yachting which was yachting 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 sounds like a nasty word um that one was the yachts the... <laughs>
0: are nasty because they are synonymous with the bloated Rich bourgeoisie lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Well, anyways, the uh Maro <laughs> said that he was in vision design, which is like the yeah. as early as you can get in design and call it design. So like ziplining might just have like someone wrote down a word or two in a in a document somewhere that said like this is what ziplining might be.
0: Um, um but yeah, so zip lining is the end we so we are we are at the beginning of a new three-year story arc, uh which is also has one year mini arcs that kind of make up the big three year arc, um, and zip lining is the capstone set, the next big event set, the next war, of the spark, march of the machine type set. Um, so we've got everything from now to then announced, and this is major releases, so it's not every single magic product, obviously. But uh, wow,
1: it's a lot of them. Soon. There's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so real quick, the rest of this year. Uh, we are about to head into Wilds of Eldraine, uh, previews when, when this episode comes out, previews will start the next day, I think.
1: Yeah. So this episode releases the morning of the final story for Wilds of Eldraine. So if you listen to this on your morning commute, uh, you can read the final story on your lunch break. Uh, so do that. If you, um, uh,
0: yeah, you can and then we'll talk about story it, next week. You, you, hold on. You can also read it at any time during work. Mm -hmm. because capitalism is bad and steal time from your company. It's ethical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do it in the bathroom and everyone will just think you have an upset stomach. It's fine. No,
0: just do it at your desk. Who gives a shit? Um, I can say this as a freelancer because my time is my own and I don't work in an office. Uh, I can also say this because I'm right. Um, So we're about to head into Wild of Drain. We have uh, universes beyond Doctor Who, which we've gotten some previews for coming out. I think it's an October release.
1: Yes, it's October, and then the last release of the year is in November.
0: Uh, yeah, we have Lost Caverns of Ixalan. So return to Ixalan, we're underground. It's like a Dyson Sphere, Hollow Earth type thing. Uh, there's going to be gods. There's going to be Jurassic World universes beyond things, like the Transformers cards from Brothers of War. Um, uh Is the Cons of Tarkir coming to Arena? Is that this year?
1: Yeah, they said by the end of 2023, Cons of Tarkir, not Cons of Tarkir remastered, not like a yeah. mixture. It's the full but
0: original set.
1: Yes, we'll be coming to Arena, which is really cool.
0: Really cool. There's a lot of fun cards. It also means fetch lands are going to hit Arena. Uh, but also, triple Cons of Tarkir is one of my favorite draft formats of all time. If you have not had the opportunity to play limited with morph. Um it is one of the most fun limited mechanics I've ever experienced. Uh KTK draft rules. And when that hits arena, I hope folks are excited for it, cause whoa, good format. Good format. Lots of fun. Um yeah. Uh yeah. So that that's this year. That's stuff we already knew. hmm But uh so uh Wilds of Eldraine is starting off a a one year arc called the Omen Path Saga. Um so that's going to involve Wilds of Eldraine, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, um and then a couple sets next year. But uh first next year we have this is uh the the first half of 2024, we have Ravnica remastered, which is uh if you remember earlier this year we had Dominaria remastered which took Cards from sets all set on Dominaria from the history of magic and smooshed to them into one draft format with a bunch of bunch of fancy uh, alternate versions of cards and some fancy new arts and uh, was pretty sweet. And so we're getting that, but for Ravnica. So this is going to be the original Ravnica City of Guilds block, Return to Ravnica block, uh, Guilds of Ravnica, Ravnica Allegiance, and maybe some cards from More of the Spark. Uh, cause that is technically set on Ravnica. Uh, I'm very curious if they take cards from like commander releases or magic origins that are also set on Ravnica or like, I don't know if any of the modern horizons had cards set on Ravnica off the top of my head, but like, I'm curious, like how much they do for that. But, uh, that will probably have a lot of very cool things. Um. Uh, because that is setting up for the third set in the omen path storyline which is murders at karlov manor uh which like um is a backdrop set which is the name they're giving to a set that returns to a world but uh in a flavorful way but not a mechanical way so like Caverns of Ixalan is a return to Ixalan, but it's not a return to the four-tribe thing that original Ixalan did with the merfolk and dinosaurs Mm -hmm. and vampires and the other one.
1: Pirates? Pirates. Um, I can't believe you forgot pirates.
0: uh, Things in my brain are moving very quickly. Mm -hmm. They're hard to catch. (laughs) Um, And so... While we are returning to Ravnica, this is not a, hey, here are the ten guilds with our ten guild things. Uh, This is a top-down murder mystery set. Um, And so mysteries are woven into the gameplay itself. And uh, our key art shows Massacre Girl, Judith, Aurelia, Krenko, and a couple new characters. uh, And one of the other pieces uh, shown... (laughs) I just read, finished it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Kaya, and Chris wrote is she a planeswalker who knows Lorelei does probably um, no comment
1: uh- yeah <laughs> she's, she's in the art and she's on Ravnica but we don't know if she has a spark or not but she's there and she looks cool um, I'm super excited about this murder mystery is such a fun concept for a set and setting it on Ravnica feels pretty correct Like it seems like the kind of place that a murder mystery would work really well. And they're, they're following that up. Yeah. With a special edition of, this is kind of hard to explain, but Ravnica clue edition uh, or Cluedo edition, depending on where you are. Um, It's going to be a standalone magic product. It's like a game with magic, uh, but it's not clue reskinned as magic. So, like, it's kind of hard to to understand, I guess. It's like, remember when Ixalon came out and they did that, like, Explorers of Ixalon game where you were still playing Magic, but also another game at the same time?
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think that's what Ravnica Clue Edition is going to be like. Yeah, um, we,
0: we got mm-hmm. basically no information about what it is. But, but I assume what they mean is that it is some kind of Magic trading card game product where you're playing the game but part of the mechanical execution or ancillary pieces uh follows the hey you have to uncover who the culprit the murder weapon and the the location mm-hmm. is in like the clue way so I'm curious how they mix that together um but you know
1: cool there's a lot of fun art for all the different like clue characters in mm-hmm. Ravnica costuming and it's really fun like professor plum is demir uh miss peacock is azorius i think um colonel mustard is boros because of course he is he's like a cop um yeah it's really cool
0: but he's a colonel
1: a cab all colonels um (laughs)
0: wow (laughs) wow just throwing corn under the bus here
1: and sanders especially sanders anyway i don't want to <laughs> i'm
0: not gonna start fast food fried chicken discourse because i don't live in the south and i feel a little unqualified with you two in this chat <laughs> i'm sorry i don't have cook out
1: it's no no the best fried chicken around here is not even at a fast food restaurant <laughs> it's fine uh anyways uh shout out to Publix fried chicken that yep. shit's so good um, agreed Anyways, we also have another Universes Beyond coming out after Murders at Karlov Manor in uh, like the first part of 2024, uh, which is Fallout. We're doing a Fallout Universes Beyond. Good old Fallout of the Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout 3, and then the actual good Fallout, Fallout New Vegas, and then Fallout 4, as you know them. Uh, They're doing a Universes Beyond, and it's going to be Commander Precons. And they're faction related so that's pretty cool I don't know it's a fun uh, fallout's cool but I'm not like a fallout super fan so I have never played fallout
0: I I have no I've never played a I know I'm transgender, yeah, but I have never played a fallout game I, I have never played one either
1: New Vegas is really good it's so I, it's like a really I'm good game
0: happy for you uh I I played um is it uh outer worlds
1: Yeah, that's made by the same people,
0: I think. obliquely (laughs) implied to be set in the same universe, which I enjoyed. It's going to be fun. Yeah, no, I, so, uh, the Warhammer decks were really, really well done. It looks like the Doctor Who decks are also really, really well done. So I'm very interested to see, like, you know, Warhammer isn't a property I have a connection to, but the decks seem really sweet. I'm sure the Fallout decks are probably really sweet, but they will also fall into the category of happy for the folks who are fans because it's probably going to be cool i will probably think they're cool in a different way and uh
1: this is this is all just to slow down before we jump into what is probably the most exciting thing on this list the thing that's got me shouting or or should i say got me hollering because
0: this... <laughs> and hollering yeeing and hawing rootin' and tootin' and shootin'? Outlaws oh, of Thunder Junction, the capstone of the Omen Path set. Uh disclaimer, the next set that I have written names and flavor text for. So I already I know what's going on here and it's so fun. Uh which means I probably shouldn't do the announcement. Uh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeehaw, everybody, we got CalPoko.
0: Accidentally say too much <laughs> in my set. I I cannot wait for this set.
1: It is it's got Oko wearing a cowboy hat. I am God. Oh God I'm so <laughs> hyped for this set. <laughs> it's a set all about villains, villains from across the multiverse coming together on the Wild West plane. Um, we got some silhouettes that we're all trying to figure out who they are, but like one of them is obviously Rakdos, which is just wild. Don't know what he's That'll doing be wild. there. Um One of them looks like it might be Vraska. One of them looks like it might be Tiny Bones. Um, And then there's a new character who's this really cool looking Native American inspired lady. And they've got cultural sensitivity people on the team to make sure it's done well. So I'm excited about that because they've done a really good job over the last few years of like doing sets with cultural real world cultural references that are actually like respectful and meaningful and, and feel good. So, looking forward to that. This set has me so hyped just cuz one villain set always been looking forward to that. Two, poco. Come on. We got we got Oko in a cowboy oh hat. God. I can't I can't he's get called, over this. Can You call him Poco? Yes, cuz he's a cowpoke and he's Oko.
0: I cannot stress enough. <laughs> I am not signing off on that. <laughs> I cannot stress enough how fun this set is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also like Old Rutstein is there. So that's cool. But like, Oco in a cowboy hat.
0: I freaked <laughs> out when I got the brief for this set, when I got hired. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I have uh normal thoughts about spaghetti westerns and mm-hmm. uh, I I had a good time working on it. I hope people have a good time with the set, reading the stories, playing with the cards. Um, it'd be interesting, uh, but we'll talk about that way way in the future um i said i did not work on which Somehow. i really wanted to work on but <laughs> uh i know some of the team and the team is very you know very good team for modern horizons 3 um which has double faced cards available to it mm-hmm. uh which is a first for a modern horizon set they've kind of like chunked off arrows of magic to pull mechanics from so that they don't go, like, too overboard, like Future Sight. Uh, and so uh, Modern Horizons 3 catches up with enough magic mechanics that they can do DFCs. Um, so we're going to see entirely new DFCs developed at a modern power level and probably a bunch at a limited power level, uh, but, like, aimed at Cube and Commander and Modern and maybe Legacy and Vintage. Um, I The Modern Horizons sets are... Maybe my favorite magic product. Um, slight bias because I worked on the first one. But <laughs> um stay tuned, everyone, for next year on this podcast, because modern horizons are where the deepest of deep cuts go. Mm-hmm. Those are sets designed for magic insiders, for magic diehards, for the the deepest cut loving mechanics, cube building min maxing whatever players and uh it's, it's going can be good we saw Modern some horizons
1: nerd. yeah modern horizon sets are always very divisive because like people are like oh my god they change modern they affect all these forms blah. Well, they are and i don't work on them and they are consistently my favorite sets
0: i don't know I, if anyone's looked at modern right now but <laughs> there's some really cool decks in it
1: the amount of modern horizons one that i bought and modern horizons two that i bought as someone who like never plays modern is pretty embarrassing i just yeah. love those sets
2: i love those sets until i realized they killed my, my pet deck and then i hate them
1: look you can't hate all of the modern horizons just because of plague engineer
2: oh but i can't and i will
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we got art. um Also, they confirmed that there will be flip cards that transform into planeswalkers. So, Mm -hmm. some more planeswalker origin cards. We got art of maybe. Um, We got art of Eldrazi Titans. So that's pretty cool. And art of a demon sitting on a throne made of angel wings, Uh, and he's got some. I'm just saying, there's not a lot of demons associated with killing angels, except for one very famous one in Innistrad's uh, history. So we're going to see, we're going to see how that works out. Uh, Also, it's all going to be on Arena.
0: That demon is Shil Gengar, uh, the uh, demon who worked with Edgar Markov to create vampirism on the plane. Um, We don't, that's... He
2: also evolved from Shil Haunter.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. uh that is not confirmation that that's what the card is but no i mean uh, we don't know i I have no idea what's in the set so i'm very excited
1: Um, uh it was it was just my thought when i was like oh that's cool he's also Mm -hmm. got a lot of other little things on him that make me think of anistrad but
0: that's why you should tune in the show because we know things yeah can predict things good sometimes maybe did you say it's coming to arena
1: it is coming to Arena, the whole set.
0: Modern Horizons 3 is coming to Arena, which I
1: mm-hmm. think rules. Also, they said that, like, they're releasing Pioneer Masters at some point during this time. But yeah, whatever.
0: yeah that was originally going to be released a number of years ago. And they've been uh, they they pushed it back because the like block remastered digital sets did way, way better than they thought they were. So they like specced into making those for a bit um for like limited formats and stuff but uh yeah i i I think they said by the end of 2024 they wanted a close to pioneer existence on i i they said something mm-hmm. about it in the video i don't remember specifically because that's not our lane but uh
1: honestly not worth us talking about uh yeah <laughs> we are we are only through q2 we are halfway through 2024 right now and we still have to get to 2026
0: that's that's how many
1: announcements were made
0: uh that's okay because the back half of this goes very fast because we know less and less but after modern horizons 3 we have universes beyond assassin's creed which is a booster release but is not like a premiere set so it's not draftable and they're called beyond boosters um so they have new cards and reprints Looking at all the games, and they will be modernly so. This sounds to me like they are pooling concepts from the mini sets like Aftermath, but I don't know if it's gonna be like that. Few... We really don't know. This is this is yeah. a new type of Universes Beyond product, but it sounds like it's a thing that they might be doing more of as a kind of mid sized product between something like Lord of the Rings or a secret lair or a set of commander decks. So interesting um assassin's creed another game series i've not played a game in. i know a little bit about the world because i've watched uh uh enough of it
1: do you want to know a really easy way to learn about the world of assassin's creed
0: the real world i'll listen to our beyond the multiverse episode where you talk to jay about assassin's creed
1: yes yes that's what you can do
0: i i do know (laughs) that the lore of assassin's creed is batshit insane
1: Oh, so crazy. I cannot even begin. (laughs) Everything Jay was saying was blowing my mind. Like, I was like, what?
0: Starting at the first game and being like, wow, we have a machine that can project your mind into an historical assassin so you can do assassin things and learn stuff about the past is scratching the surface of how batshit insane (laughs) the lore of Assassin's Creed is. Like, I cannot stress enough, those games get weird. (laughs)
1: There are alien gods at some point. Anyways, we should move on.
0: (laughs) I need to
2: listen to that episode now.
0: You need to listen to that episode, Brian. You're not ready for it.
1: (laughs) It's that is wild. (laughs) All right, we we have a new arc starting. We have a new we have a new story arc.
0: Uh Whoa! If I could, if I could, like off the cuff, without having terribly familiar, you know without being terribly familiar with either property. I'd say Assassin's Creed is more like Stargate than you would expect. Okay. And let's go to Bloomborough.
1: Yeah, cute little animals. I'm so excited. It's so cute. Uh
0: very very twee. <laughs> yeah, so this is a world with no humans. Everything is an anthropomorphic animal. Uh, and animals are the regular size that they would be. It's not like everyone is a six foot tall anthropomorphic squirrel or fox or bird or whatever. The squirrels are squirrel sized. The mice are mice sized. The wolves are wolf sized. Um, It's really cute. Uh, And it is also the kickoff of the next yearly arc called the Dragonstorm Arc. Gee whiz, wonder what that's about and where that will culminate. (laughs) So, you know, we... we, We are getting to the point where we know very little about the set sets. Uh, We saw some art. We obviously have the final set name. Um, Very cutesy animals. Uh, Very different aesthetic than Magic has done. And only the second time it's ever done a world with no humans. Although Lorwyn had a bunch of other humanoid peoples. And so this Mm -hmm. has no humanoid peoples in it.
2: All I will say I is, if we don't get a red wall, like secret layer, not secret layer, but like um, Godzilla treatment for these cards, I will be very, very sad. I love that property, and this the set makes me think of that in a very like nostalgic way. And I'm really hoping that they are able to do that because it would make me so very happy. Like maybe, like the fact that it's not in the announcements makes me think it's not going to happen, but I'm hoping that maybe they just haven't like finalize everything so they haven't announced it yet or something i don't know but like i really want red wall i want this i need this
1: i think we're so far out at this point that it could very well mm-hmm. happen
0: yeah keep in mind that is an entire year from now yeah. mm-hmm. uh after that we have i gotta say one of the weirdest plane new plane concepts um mm-hmm. uh in dusk morn and house of horror the entire plane is one giant haunted mansion.
1: I love this so much.
0: I love this so much. <laughs> um, it's, what a weird concept.
1: It's such a good concept. I'm I'm so happy that in 2024 and 2025 specifically, uh, they are exploring the concept of what a plane can be, and so now we have a plane that is just a giant. Haunted mansion. It's very if for the book people out there, Piranesi. It's very Piranesi esque in my mind. So I'm excited about that.
2: Like, I can't wait to get the the backstory on this plane. Like, who created? Mm-hmm. Cause uh-huh. Like, I'm hoping this is like a custom plane, like what um Phyrexia was, or what. Uh, mirrodin is or was like a planeswalker created this because he likes scaring people and then he just trapped random planeswalkers there and like had them go through this haunted house some of them made it out some of them didn't and the ones who didn't just are just there as part of the attraction
0: now so like jigsaw the planeswalker god yeah that would be freaking (laughs) sweet (laughs) A uh, top-down horror set, but not like Innistrad. Uh, it's more modern horror, so 70s, 80s type stuff. Although, it, they said that there are a bunch of 70s and 80s horror references in Innistrad. But, uh, like, as single cards, mostly not as major vibes. So, this is the entire vibe. The guy in the art uh, that we saw, uh, one of the pieces we saw, has, like and 80s hair and like one earring and uh is looking into a shattered mirror at twisted versions of himself like it it feels like it's gonna hit on a lot of the vibes that stranger things does um yeah this, where this feels like a stranger to things world to trying to capture that specific era of horror filmmaking aka the best era of horror filmmaking um <laughs> in my opinion at least I'm really excited because it's really weird. Uh, and that is correct. In 2024, is three brand new planes in a row. Thunder Junction, Bloomborough, and Dusk Morn. Um, So if you've been a little sick of all the repeated return planes uh, lately, uh, <laughs> we're going new places in the future, which is exciting to me. Um, let's talk about 2025. Which is a messed up sentence.
1: Yeah, we're gonna keep the creepy vibes. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna keep the creepy vibes going with an Innistrad remastered at the start of the 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 year. So that seems like a perfect fit. Go from uh, we've got we've got Duskmorn directly into Innistrad remastered, um, which is honestly in my notes I copied the exact wording I had for Ravnica remastered and just changed it to Innistrad. It's just all of the Innistrad blocks put together for
0: draft. Yeah, that's it. every time, just if you want to know what we know about Innistrad Remastered, just go back earlier in the episode to when we talked about Ravnica Remastered. And every time we say the word Ravnica, scream Innistrad at the top of your lungs. (laughs) And that's it. Um, I guess you also have to change the block names. Yeah, but there's
1: also there's also been three, quote unquote, blocks on Innistrad, just like there's been three on Ravnica. So it's like actually kind of a perfect match.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I'm just getting mm-hmm. overly autistic about my word replacement joke. Um, <laughs> and, and then we go into sets that don't have names for the sets yet. So we have the code names. Um, and so 2025, their first premiere set is codenamed Tennis, because we're still in the sports era. Um, this is the Death Race set. Like, like cars, racing, and death. Um mad max
1: is mad max wacky races if you're a child yes!
0: of the 80s and 90s yes! who used to watch cartoons that one really good episode of batman the brave and the bold yeah <laughs> did that thing anyway it's set on three different planes which thanks to omen paths we can set a premiere set on three worlds um with the stipulation that uh Two are the first time we have returned to worlds that were previously the primary location of premiere sets. And the third world has been on cards, but never been the main setting in a premiere set. So, that is stipulations for the three planes, and people have been guessing them. Uh, I will not be throwing my hat into that ring for reasons, but... um, Go wild with speculation on what three worlds we're going to have a freaking car race through. Because that's bad. Yeah. Baby.
1: There's a lot of options there because there's a lot of sets that we haven't returned to. Uh, and a lot of sets mm-hmm. that were just kind of like little tiny pieces of other sets or you know settings mm-hmm. that were um, so... A lot of options. I'm pretty sure Kaladesh has got to be one of them because I mean that's where the Oval Chase Dragster is. So
2: all I know is I can't wait for that because I was just about to think about taking apart my vehicles deck, but now gonna wait. <laughs> I'm gonna see, gonna see what happens.
1: Twenty twenty-five.
2: Don't so
0: It's got two years. Year and a half. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, um, I'll probably only play it like once or twice because it's in rotation with 50 the other deck. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, we'll see if uh, King Makar is the the winner of the wacky race. Anyways, <laughs> uh, moving along, we should move along because we've got the yeah, end of the Dragonstorm arc.
0: We're we're gonna leave that joke in the dust. <laughs> uh, talk about the end oh. of the Dragonstorm arc. Uh, in uh, a set codenamed Ultimate, uh, which is the return to Tarkir, which means Tarkir is probably not one of the Death Race planes. Um, Although maybe it is. It
1: could be actually. You
0: know, it, hmm, it would make sense if the race ends in Tarkir and then we do a I, I said that and then well, maybe it is. Are huh. we going
1: to go from drag racing to dragon racing?
0: <laughs>
1: no, that's dragon racing.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so return to Tarkir, we saw uh a piece of concept art that showed a dragon that wasn't a member of any of the five broods and we don't know if that means it's a new brood or if it's from an omen path we don't even know what the story's about uh we just know it's called the dragon Storm arc which means the dragon storms are probably important
1: the story probably hasn't even been written yet because it's 2025 I
0: mean, the, the set's be still being designed
1: so yeah. who knows
0: um the information we were given is that it's the best of both worlds between Cons of Tarkir and Dragons of Tarkir. So I'm expecting a lot of human-dragon conflict. Uh, I'm expecting a uh, dragons to matter, but clan things also to matter. Um, narratively, probably mechanically too. I don't know. I don't know. Neither do
1: Wizards of the Coast, because they haven't finalized oh, it yet.
0: It, mm-hmm. They're working on it, though. They're working on it. Uh yeah, no, cool I Tarkir's a cool world. Um knowing that a return to Tarkir is coming up and knowing that Ugin is so closely tied to that plane, but is he's also on the meditation plane guarding his brother still, as far as we know. Allegedly. Uh, I'm, curious, I'm curious if there's Ugin shenanigans, uh, but I we'll we'll see when we get closer. This see, this announcement day is fun because there's a bunch of stuff <laughs> that I don't know about yet, which is usually not the case. <laughs> um and then it's the final set that we're talking about today universes beyond final fantasy it's not the last set we're talking about today though um which is going to be a tempo booster release like *Lord of the rings um it's going to cover all 16 games and will also be hitting magic arena and that's all we know did they even mention if it was modern legal or not
1: I think the assumption nope. is that it will be modern legal, but I would assume I so. Know. But
0: I don't think I don't think they even said anything.
1: That's um, all they had to say about it. They didn't even have the pictures to show. They literally just said "universes beyond Final Fantasy," tentpole yep. booster release, whatever that means, and that it will cover all sixteen games because Final Fantasy sixteen is
0: out. So. All I know is, uh, yet yet again, another video game series that I know very little about, but have seen gameplay from uh, a a few of them. Uh, Mostly 10 and 10-2. Because we support Yuna going from not the main character to the main character.
1: We support her from going from white mage to gun mage. That's for sure. (laughs) All,
0: All I know is, there better be a card named Ride the Shoe Puff.
2: I've I've heard people talking about if they if they're going to do any kind of like special serialized things the one thing that spans through the entire franchise are the summons so if they're doing something like that I cannot wait to see what some of the summons cards do because like or like the art oh, just can't wait to see but I I played a lot of seven and nine
1: I played enough Final Fantasy 14 to have a lot of requests Because that game is like 12 Final Fantasy games in one. Um, But we'll see how they incorporate that one into it. Because there's a lot. There's a lot of Final Fantasy XIV.
0: If I had a nickel for every time there was a non-Magic the Gathering, Magic the Gathering set with a Bahamut card on it, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot. But it'll be (laughs) weird if it happens twice. (laughs) Um. And then Volleyball kicks off the third arc, which doesn't have a name. Uh, or they spoilered the name
1: because yeah. it
0: would be spoilery. Uh, volleyball is... Uh, anyone at was of the Coast is listening right now. Of all the sets announced, this is the one I want to write for the most. It is a <laughs> space opera set. Top-down, outer space... What?
1: This is the That's other great. one... This is the other one I'm so excited about because for a long time we've had planes that were just kind of like planes, like who knew what they were? And we knew that Dominaria was a planet, and we knew that Mirrodin, rest in peace, was a planet. Um well, but we didn't know well, if it had on, an outer on, space. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold and now on. we have we have an outer hold space plane. We have a plane that is outer space, presumably.
0: Mir- Mirrodin was a terracentric world with five luminescent satellites. Dominaria is in a universe universe. Like our universe. There, Jinue and Jir both exist. Dominaria has space. But yeah, we're going to get like space the convergence. This is a spell jammer set. Like what? Insane. No, in space. (laughs) um they showed some concept art with some weird looking aliens um I'm, I'm just i'm just thrilled uh especially after like infinity showed some of that kind of aesthetic in magic uh you know maybe space Bellerin reprint who knows maybe that's where <laughs> he's been the whole time he's been in space oh god Please. No. the one
1: place the one place <laughs> where phyrexia could not reach him please no
0: space. um and then we go to wrestling which is a return to Lorwyn, yeah. Fans, Yay. Uh, we got to do the Monty by the, and there was much rejoicing. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, design process similar to Kamagawa Neon Dynasty, where uh, it is uh, salvaging an old plane in in a way that fans could um, better appreciate. I assume Kamagawa's success, like smashing success, uh, was a big catalyst for getting a return to Lorwyn. Um I would love to see a Lorwyn set utilize double faced cards for a day-night cycle. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what Lorwyn looks like with omen paths existing. Uh maybe there will be a human there who will feel very, very out of place. <laughs> that would be hilarious.
1: Not as out of place as they will on Bloomborough, though. That's for
0: sure. Um Then we have yachting. That's um, okay.
1: This is 2026 we're talking about. 20, These are
0: 20. 26
1: these are sets that are currently in vision design like like that is so that is the earliest part of designing a magic set that has a name that includes the word design vision design like anything earlier and you're just talking about making a set (laughs) so like that's how
0: early in the process these are so yachting This is the other set I really, really want to work on. It's the Return to Arcavios, which is the plane Strixhaven is on. I think working on Strixhaven's School of Ages is still the most fun I have had working on a magic product, period. I think. I think. Um, It's one of my favorite sets I've worked on. I adore that world. There are so many wonderful pieces of that world and characters... Uh, that resonate very strongly with me. Um, I'm very, very happy that we get to go back uh, relatively soon after our uh, first visit. Um, so I'm very excited. Yep.
1: And that's all we know about it.
0: Hey, Chris, what do we know about ziplining?
1: Uh, nothing. It is <laughs> It is going to be the capstone event of all of these past few years. Uh, it will be finishing up this storyline that's starting with uh, Wilds of Eldraine, Uh, Other than that, they can't tell us anything. I don't think they even know for sure. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Because they have not even, like, worked on it yet. There's probably, like, an outline on someone's, like, desk written on a napkin that just says, Zip lining, question mark, and then, like, a shrug, and that's it.
0: I mean, at this point, I'm just going to assume that all the characters go zip lining, and it's the beach episode set. Yes
1: instead of cowboy oko you now get a uh, beach bum oko I'm, I'm he's got he's got some some sunscreen on his nose it's very cute anyways that's we got all of that announced in one day it was after we recorded our last episode uh where but before that episode came out so that was kind of embarrassing to be editing the episode where we're just like there's some announcements who knows what they're going to be and i'm like we have no idea we were none of us were expecting this much and it kind of blew all of our minds like even jay who like works on story was just like surprised at how much they well, said so he,
0: yeah so like when when they said like we're gonna be announcing things two and a half years away i'm like okay so we're gonna get like the next year's like we knew we were getting the 2024 stuff um and i assumed we were gonna get like maybe a 2025 thing and then I thought they were going to do like, oh, and here's a universe is beyond thing that we're currently working on, but it's slated for 2026. And that would be like it. Because I'm like, OK, yeah, that would satisfy that we're going to share stuff two and a half years. No, nope, this is just all the major releases for the next two and a half years. Um, I'm excited. There, there's a lot of boundary pushing uh, creatively here, um, which is really exciting to me. Uh, We're obviously in a narratively uh, boundary-pushing space uh, with the open paths and the de-sparking and all of that impacting um, creative identity of planes and uh, the way Magic tells its stories. Um, I'm hype. I'm hype. There's a lot of cool stuff here. Uh, And again, this is only major releases. There's going to be you know, this is not every single product that is going to be out. Um, There are going to be, you know, Obviously, secret layers will continue. Uh, smaller products might exist, um, but uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, we'll we have
1: we have some time left, though, so we should.
0: I so I, I did say I was going to cap us at thirty minutes, um, and it is forty-five minutes. Um...
1: <laughs> we can we can fit in a little bit of background. So, if you are uh, excited about the future and you're starting to read Wilds of Eldrain's story. Uh, which started as of time of this recording uh, a few days ago, as of time of your listening last week, um, and today will be the last day, uh, you might want to know a little bit about the Plain of Eldraine. And here we got a quick rundown for you. If you have not, go back and listen to our episode about the Wilds of Eldraine, where we go really into uh, our the Wildered Quest, which is the story for Wilds of Eldraine, where we go into detail about what happens in that novella. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty quick explanation is that there's this guy, Oko, who's really rude and he doesn't like royalty or society because he's kind of like the Joker. Um, he forces Garrick to help him, turns him into a dog, kind of not like a real dog, but in one of those kind of weird ways. Um, and then, uh, there's a couple of twins who are the children of the king who everyone loves and the king goes missing and the twins turn 18 and they may go on their quest to go find the king. Uh, and he's been turned into an elk because that's what Oko does. Uh, they end up saving the king, curing Garrick and everything is peaceful and happily ever after uh, on drain Also, it turns out the twins were the children of an evil witch who had used some very evil magic on the King to turn him into essentially a, you know, I'm not going to go into detail. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty awful. It's pretty bad. It's just really bad. What she did. She was a very bad villain, but she had the two kids uh, from the King and was going to eat them kind of drink their blood to uh, get powerful, but she was stopped. Um, and uh, the kids were saved by their uh, loving stepmother, Lyndon, who is wonderful who uh, uses like her power to bring them back to life. Uh, and when they discover and learn about this, the twins shared spark ignites and they become planeswalkers. That's Ruin and Will Kinrith. Um, they go off to fight on Kylum and then go to school at Strixhaven. So that's the last time we saw them. Uh, Eldraine, on the other hand, continued being a plane and just like every other plane in March of the machine had a really bad time. They had a really, really bad time. Um, just not a good experience. The Phyrexians invaded and you can imagine the kind of, uh, struggle it is for a plane of, uh, wildered fairy tales and knights in valor to face off against techno bio horrors from, for, uh, from Phyrexia. So things did not go well. Uh, The king and queen were killed in the battle. Um, Everything kind of fell apart. The realms, which are like the knightly human lands of Eldraine, essentially collapsed in on themselves. And the wilds uh, became even more wild than before. Uh, And it was all stopped by a spell of sleeping that was put over the plane. And you can read about that in a story from March of the Machine. Uh, set on train, And that's where we were left off before the Wilds of Eldrain story. Ooh, that was a really quick rundown. That was probably too fast.
0: Yeah, Th- did I miss anything important? So, like, we're... We're... We're at the point where we're referencing sets that we have done very good, coherent uh, episodes on uh, as well. So, um... Go back and listen to our Wilder Quest episode, our Drain episodes. Um, if you want to know what the Twins have been up to, Strixhaven uh, episodes, uh, we'll also cover that. Um, you know, with Will losing part of one of his legs and Rowan giving in to the temptation of power, which I didn't foreshadow anything at all, actually. Uh, she's doing just fine, actually. She's fine. She's fine. Don't worry about it. She's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, she's handling things normally, like a, a normal, well-adjusted adult who is fine, actually. Um, <laughs> she's having a bad time.
2: <laughs> Which is understandable.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 The big part of Eldraine is that there's kind of the, the Arthurian knights in the center of the world and then around it is the fairy tale wilds and uh yeah it's good
1: yeah well we'll get into a lot of it when we talk about the story because the wilds of eldraine story so far uh kind of is covering the phyrexian invasion pretty heavily um in the sense of like the impacts <laughs> of what happened when phyrexian in, uh, phyrexian invaded um uh, hold so on, anyone hold on, yeah.
0: hold on hold on, hold on pause, pause, pause for a sec you're telling me There were consequences to the Phyrexian invasion.
1: You know, surprisingly enough, uh, they did a big thing in the story and they're continuing to follow through with it. Um, It's I will say it took a while for them to reference the Phyrexian invasion. It didn't get called out directly until about the third or fourth sentence of the first story. Okay, so there were. There were like a total of three lines of text before Phyrexian Invasion was mentioned. So they clearly are not taking it very seriously.
0: I'm taking it seriously. <laughs> well, You know what else you
2: can take seriously?
0: What? Our Patreon. No, <laughs> we got to do final thoughts first. Oh, dang it.
2: You know what else you can take seriously? Our final thoughts.
0: All right. Uh, every Everyone on three. Uh, one, two, three. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate 3. three. <laughs> uh, good enough. Um. <laughs> uh, needless to say, we're all playing Baldur's Gate 3. It's great. Uh, It's phenomenal. Karlack, my beloved. My beloved gremlin wife she's a tiefling she's a <laughs> she's actually very sweet and nice and i and i actually really appreciate her characterization as both a barbarian and someone who's like kind of do- kind of a loser um <laughs> but she's
2: great she's wonderful. <laughs> she's wonderful i love her so much
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I like all the characters <laughs> so i'm gonna i like all the Baldur's gate three companions equally earlier that day i don't care for lazelle yep
1: (laughs) (laughs) i okay i'm gonna out myself as probably the worst person in the world but i have i haven't gotten her out of the cage (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) i am almost 20 hours into this game i'm level five i still haven't gotten to get her out of the wow that is wild i i just kind of missed it at first and then i got distracted and then i was like oh i think there was something i was supposed to do over here and i haven't oh, it's done it really
0: easy to get distracted in this game yeah
1: oh you're telling me but god it's so good i, I also care for all of the companions equally except for gail i care about him yeah. less
2: like <laughs> i, I Lazel is kind of grating on my on my uh, sensibilities, and Esterian uh, is not my cup of tea because he's a little bit too self-centered, but everyone else...
0: D- don't worry, Brian, he's for us. <laughs> yeah. Gay people. Yep. Um. <laughs> he is like my favorite person in my party.
1: <laughs> him, him and Shadowheart are so... Uh, I love Shadowheart. I, I, yeah. I also
0: love Shadow, Shadowheart. I almost called her shatter heart. That's not correct.
1: Well, I no. think I shattered her heart when uh, my character didn't sleep with her. We did spend a lovely night together, looking at the stars and talking, but we, you know, didn't go further than that. So I
0: appreciate how passive aggressive she is all the time, constantly to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, it's funny, I accidentally picked Saloon because I'm playing a Tempest Cleric, so uh-huh. I accidentally picked Saloon as my god because I didn't really know which god I should pick. And then uh, realized, yeah,
1: Saloon <laughs> is the
2: natural enemy of uh, her god, Shar. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing that's happening, but I'm still giving it the old college try, and it's going okay.
0: It's called enemies to lovers, Brian.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> um no the the game is filled with a lot of wonderful characters uh wonderful dialogue everyone in this game is just fun um
2: even even the dialogue when you're walking around like between mm-hmm. combats and stuff is hilarious not cutscenes. scenes oh yeah. but, like just world dialogue the idol.
0: yeah god speaking of i don't when you're just standing there in the overworld um most of the characters just kind of stay there but uh karlak has idle animations where she does these little dances yes it's really (laughs) cute
2: She's adorable
0: precious she's so precious um no the combats are all really fun Mm -hmm. uh every boss battle has felt like like it feels like an encounter that someone sat down and designed and said okay what is the thing that this fight is about? What are the little tricksy D&D things you can do in this fight? And every fight is like... All the boss fights are like that. Um, and they're all different. Um, and so they all reward you for party diversity. Like, if you can do lots of different things, you don't need to be as, uh, you know flip floppy or worried about what you're going into going to run into um it's really satisfying when like you figure out the thing that makes the boss fight work which is usually after you get tpk'd by a thing you don't understand Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um it's great game's great it's really pretty the environments are lovely the music is is wonderful uh being in a fight and the the way the music ramps up after you get your first kill every time it's so good um yeah no i'm just i'm just having a blast
2: it's great it truly is that
0: that is 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 that all our final thoughts
1: yeah i i don't think i had anything else i really wanted to share other than baldurs gate 3 <laughs> so that's same i will say um I understand buying this game two years ago in early access more than two years Uh ago, two and a half years ago It was October of 2020 uh, Mm -hmm. and playing early access. I was like, this is pretty good. This is pretty Mm -hmm. good. Um, And then playing it now, I'm like, Oh, they, they really, they really put a lot into this game. Like every characters, dialogue tree, every line of dialogue. It's just, if you like D&D, or even if you don't, if you just want to play D&D, this is D&D. Everything about this game plays like a D&D campaign that I've played in before. The only thing that hasn't happened yet is like I go knock on a door somewhere and it just throws everything off because the DM was expecting us to break in, you know? But you get like a similar feeling if you just like break down a door rather than go around or try and unlock it. Um, there's just a lot of it It's very fun. Uh, and I will encourage everyone. Uh, use your bonus action shove. Yes, it's probably the most powerful ability in the game. Uh, you,
0: you have called gravity the fifth Party member.
1: You, like there's so many
2: fights where you can just randomly push people off surfaces that you weren't expecting and it just kills them or it does an immense amount of damage that they like, oh man, it saved me so much trouble.
0: <laughs> All it's right, just. Uh, yeah, I, I want to wrap up Baldur's Gate. Uh, what characters are y- y'all playing? Chris, what is your character? Uh,
1: my character is a recreation of one of my favorite D and D characters I've ever played. Uh, he is an elf necromancer named Sfog. Uh, he, uh, excellent. He fe- I, he he featured in a D and D campaign that I DM'd. Uh, I think you were in actually.
0: Oh, it was was that the Innistrad one? Yeah, he the, was the the, the
1: Golgari necromancer okay. who was just on Innistrad. Right.
0: Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, that is a thing I've seen a lot of people do, take their favorite D&D character or a D&D character from a campaign that didn't get enough playtime and make it in this game uh, and play that character. Um, so uh, that's a cool thing people are doing. Uh, Brian, what character are you playing?
2: Yeah, um, I am playing a character that I played like, I want to say, up to level 17 in, in Adventurer's League, uh, oh, wow. he's he's a nice. tempest cleric that i'm planning on multi-classing into storm sorcerer um uh-huh. after level six because like tempest cleric plus storm sorcerer is really cool um just all the little things that you can do with maximizing lightning and thunder damage and like the pushes away when you deal xyz damage like it, it's Really nice. Plus, you get all the access to, like, random staves and stuff. Not sure if they have any, like, anything like Staff of Power or anything, but, like, in Adventures League, that that character was walking around with, like, 20-plus AC and dealing out all sorts of massive amounts of damage while having them, like, some support spells on top of it. It's really cool build.
0: Uh, And uh, I am playing Jim, J-Y-M, who you might recognize from the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms card uh kick in the door i think is the name of the card it's either kick in the door or kick down the door i think it's kick in um jim is the moniker that i use for a lot of my video game characters uh it actually came from dragon age first but we're not talking about dragon age anymore chris um, and, uh,
1: i almost did i almost brought it up but i chose not to
0: so so in baldur's gate one i played jim a half-orc barbarian uh this time jim is a tiefling uh rogue um and so i've gone with the thief subclass because i like having an extra bonus action because you get to do three things uh which can mostly just be kind of any three things you can do you can do them in any order or assortment of actions it's very fun um i'm having a good time Uh, i i've take it down my int and spec more into charisma because I like sweet talking my way through encounters. Uh, though I have the whole concept of a, uh, um, you know, Jim, Jim's tongue is as sharp as their sword. And if a situation can be resolved by talking, that's their preference. Um, but if swords are going to get drawn, well, they're fine with that too. Bring it on. <laughs> um, It's been fun. Anyway, if you like Baldur's Gate 3 and want to talk about it with a bunch of nerds, (laughs) if you want to read the Wilds of Eldraine story and talk about it with a bunch of nerds, or if you want to speculate about the next two and a half years of magic and talk about it with a bunch of nerds, uh, we have a Vorthos Cast Discord with a lot of wonderful people on it who are all nerds, actually. Uh, I wasn't lying about that part. Just tremendous number of dorks there. It's great. Um, You can get access to that Discord by heading to patreon.com slash thevorthoscast. For as little as $1 a month, uh, you get access to that, you help support the show, uh, and you get to be part of a wonderful community um, with a lot of really nice folks who are really wonderful, and it is just a treat watching everyone be excited about stuff um we're ending a little sentimentally because i like our server and i like our fans and we have a good time there um and we would love for you to have a good time there but even if you don't we adore all our listeners so thank you all out there for listening to us we have been the vorthos cast